0: Good evening and welcome. Tonight we have five scary hospital worker stories. If you'd like to see how I make videos like these or see behind the scenes, check out the join me button below. Shameless plug over. Let's begin. Number 1 Once when I was working in an LTC facility, I was walking down the hall speaking to a CNA, when all of a sudden we heard the loud sound of water running in the bathroom. All the patients were in bed already, so I turned to her and looked like, what the fuck is that? We walked to the bathroom, which you could only enter by key, unlocked the door and went in. The lights were out, so we turned them on. The tub water was running full blast into the tub, and no one was in there. I walked over and turned the faucet all the way till the water stopped running. I said why is the water running, everyone's in bed. The CNA said strange stuff happens in the bathroom and on the floor all the time, including lights turning on and off, and stuff moving around or turning on in that particular bathroom. What's weird was I heard the water turn on as I was standing near the bathroom, and no, no one walked in, and the handle had to be turned all the way to the right to turn it off. Number 2 I was working in an ICU, had a patient who would only repeat what was said to her and was with her all night. One time I went into the room and she started telling me all the ways she died. I died because of a narcotic overdose. I died because I took too much insulin. I died on a sunny Sunday afternoon. Then later she looked up at the ceiling and said, they're all still there. I ran out of the room as fast as I could. Another time I had a blind patient who kept asking me what time it was all night long. One time I went to check on him and he says to me, it's the witching hour. It was 33 minutes past 3. I walked out. Number 3 I had a patient being admitted into a room about half one in the morning. He was alert and orientated. He was rolled into on an ER gurney. He was rolled in on an ER gurney and starts freaking out about him. Can't we see him? That he's not going to stay in that room and he needs to be as far away from that room as possible. We switch his room assignment and get him settled. Later in the morning, I ask who he is. Says that we need to have the room exercised. He is apparently a very angry dead mid-40s male. He didn't like another man in his room. That the room was always really cold, summer or winter. The lights used to come on for no reason. Number 4 I worked at Cincinnati Children's and there's a little girl who appears at the bedside of dying children the day before they pass and tells them it's going to be okay. They even mention her as a household name and orientation. An in-day at a children's hospital where a patient passed in surgery. But her room was haunted. A little African American boy saw her one night and said, "She looks like me, and as one of these and one of these," pointing to a central line in GT. She also had a central line and GT. Number five. I was a third-year nursing student at the time this scary story took place. Three stripes on my cardboard hat, and nearing the end of my grueling yet rewarding journey that was nurse training. I was keen to impress the sister of the medical ward that I was working on because my management assessment was approaching quickly. This is the final practice assessment and the most daunting. I would have to manage a large medical ward for a whole shift whilst being assessed by three superiors. Anyway, I digress. On this particular afternoon shift, I had turned up to the handover, freshly washed, notepad in hand, feeling quietly confident. In the handover, the nurse in charge of the ward on the morning shift meticulously goes through each patient. Details of the patient's conditions, medications, procedures, relative concerns and any other relative points are passed on to all the nursing staff coming on to the next shift. In those days, handover used to be quite a formal affair, with most student nurses taking notes whilst trying to hide their awe at the goddess-like beings who bore the much coveted title and uniforms of senior staff nurse or sister. This afternoon I was concentrating particularly hard as I would soon have to be giving the handover in the presence of my assessors. So most of the report was unremarkable. However, the sister in charge said that there was a very difficult situation going on with a private patient. At that time, private patients were nursed on general ward but usually had their own private side room. This patient, Mr. Addison, was very unhappy with his care so far. To add insult to injury, this morning an urgent infectious patient had been admitted to the ward and needed a side room, so Mr. Addison had to move to the eight-bedded general men's ward. Needless to say, he was absolutely furious and threatening to launch a formal complaint to the hospital. This was very rare back then and quite a big deal. In view of this, the sister specially requested that student nurses should not have any contact with this patient; qualified staff only. I duly wrote a big red cross next to Mr. Addison's name in my notebook with the words No Contact next to it. Handover were finished, and we all split out of the office ready to start the new 2 o'clock observations. About half an hour later, there was a bit of an angry male shouting as the sister and senior staff nurse attempted to remove Mr. Addison and his belongings from the side room. I was passing the nursing station when I heard the main telephone ring. I looked around and there were no senior staff. Indeed, there were no other staff at all. I answered the phone in the manner that had been drummed into us over the years. Hello, G5, Student Nurse Matthews speaking. How can I help you? Hello dear, the old lady's voice sounded very frail and a little bit distant. I am ringing up about my son, Mr. Addison. I just want to see how he is. Now I immediately knew which patient she was calling about because he had stuck out in my mind due to the special instructions and mention in the handover. At that moment Mr Addison was slowly making his way up to the corridor to the eight bedded ward, flanked on either side by the sister and senior staff nurses. He wasn't walking that fast and I doubted that he was going to make a run back to the side room. But anyway. Oh he's doing fine, I said. In fact I can see him just walking up the ward now. Would you like me to go and get him so they can speak to him? No, dear, that's alright. I don't want to bother him. I'm just pleased to hear that he's walking and alright. Would you like me to give you the direct number to this ward rather than going through the central switchboard, I asked. Oh, no, dear, don't worry. I came straight through. The old lady with the kind voice said, I'm from the far north. Just one last thing. Can you tell him that the race horses are doing fine and that I love him? I could hear the smile and warmth in her faint voice. I will do, I answered. All right, dear. Bye now. By the time I arrived at the eight-bedded meal ward, Mr. Addison was sitting on this bed, quietly glowing at his sister and senior staff nurse who were busying themselves beating all his things in the bedside cupboard and rearranging his water, tissues, and flowers on the table. Mr. Addison, I said. I've just had a phone call from your mother wanting to know. I was cut off. Mr. Addison went almost purple in the face and bellowed. That is it. This is the final straw in a long string of incompetence. Get me the number of the complaints department now. My mother died five years ago. Student nurse Matthews can have a word in my office immediately, the sister said. By this time, I was very upset and also slightly indignant that I hadn't done anything wrong. Just passed on a message. In the office, the sister was livid. What did I say, she asked. I said student nurses are to have no contact with Mr. Addison. We had just settled him down, and now he's certainly going to make a complaint. She continued, Do you not think that maybe there is more than one patient of that name in a hospital of this size? The sister ranted. Well, no, because usually if a relative rings and asks about a patient with a not that common surname, who is walking past the desk at that very moment, I think it's fair to presume that she is his mother, as she said. I thought silently in my head. What difference would have made if I had passed the message on to the sister and she had said it to him instead of me? Would she have rung the switchboard to check if there were any other patients of that name? No, I think not. I certainly thought in my head. However, these were the days when the sisters ruled the roost and you would not dream of questioning their logic, ever. The conversation ended with dreaded words. Well, student nurse Matthews, I'm not optimistic about you passing your management assessment when you can't even follow the most simple of instructions or take a basic telephone message. My cheeks flamed with the indignation of it all, and the possibility that the thick blue belt with the ornamental buckle and large pointy white hat would never be mine. I finished the shift and returned to my flat deflated. I regaled the tale to my friends who'd not seemed that interested in my sad predicament, but more intrigued by the telephone call. I was still feeling bruised, so I decided to ring my friend Alan, who worked on the central dashboard at the hospital. I am not sure how many beds the hospital had at the time, but I do know that today it has 1,000. Anyway, I asked Alan if he could check whether between the hours of two and nine o'clock at the hospital had any other patients on the wards or units with the same surname. The answer was a resounding and definite no. Hmm. The plot thickens and I didn't sleep well. The next day I was on an early shift which started at 7 o'clock. As always we took handover. To my relief yesterday's incident was not mentioned in front of everybody and the day's work began. I went into the male 8 bed ward feeling very subdued and self-conscious to be in the presence of Mr Addison after yesterday's upsetting incident. Then to my horror he called me over to his bedside. I just want to apologise for my behaviour towards you yesterday, he said. I was already wound up and I probably overreacted. I felt bad that you got into so much trouble. Uh, Oh no, please don't apologise to me. I didn't mean to upset you, but an old lady rang and said that you were her son. I didn't think, I just came and told you. I've checked the switchboard and there were no other patients with your name in hospital at that time. Do you have any enemies that might have wanted to upset you, I asked. It was the only thing that I could think of. Mr. Addison laughed. I have plenty of enemies, but none that would stoop that low, I hope. He looked at me intently, paused a moment and then asked more gently. What exactly did she say? Relieved at the change of tone and pleased to have the chance to explain myself, I said. Well, she said that she was calling to see how you were. I said that you were just walking up the corridor of the ward and asked if she wanted to speak to you. She said no. She said that she had come straight through and that she was far from the north. At the end of conversation, she said to tell you that the race horses are doing fine and that she loves you very much. Mr. Addison looked at me, his eyes filled with tears as he put his arms around my neck and cried into my shoulder for what seemed like a long time. Thank you so much. I know that was her. We owned racehorses in the new market and the horses were our life when she was alive. If things were not going well, she would say, The racehorses are not doing well. And if things were really going good, she would say, The racehorses are doing fine. Mr. Addison did not make a complaint to the hospital. He said that the message had given him such comfort and was priceless. He told the sister of the ward that he would always be very grateful to me, but she remained unimpressed throughout the nine-week placement. I passed my management assessment test thank you all for listening if you enjoyed please leave a comment and maybe even a like um it really helps a lot and maybe even subscribe if you're feeling extra generous anyway i'll catch you on the next one thank you